Cliff Robertson. How Cliff you doing? Are we in living color this time, or, or uh, I don't know, but or I mean, probably not. I think I look better in black and white, but I just wonder if we're going to be able to tell that rad socks are pink and purple. Put the, put the color on. Pop that color on. Let's see these socks. I don't even remember those. And the sexy calf muscles that go with them. Man, your calf muscles are bullshit compared to mine. Have you seen these calf muscles? If there were calf models, I would be in the Hall of Fame. You haven't seen mine. I mean, I would I would slay if women loved calf muscles. Well, they don't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Red, you're a beautiful person. Uh, Inside and out, brother. Thank you, sir. Yeah, but I, it wasn't, you know, I loved meeting your dad and your brother, and it taught me several things. It's like, I don't, listen, I don't want to, I haven't met your mother, and I'm sure she's probably the most wonderful person in the world. She is. Tread carefully, yeah. But I know, I don't know how to say this, because it's either your mom is ugly, or they adopted you. Because I don't know, how are your brother and your dad so handsome and you're so fucked I think up I'm looking? adopted. My mom looks like Princess Diana. Oh, she's beautiful. Mm-hmm. I should know. Dad's a handsome fella. Of course your mom's going to be good looking like well, There we go. You see my brother? Yeah. Yeah, dude's so fella. smooth he slides uphill. He does. He is slick. He is slick. Oh. He's good at his job. He, um, so y- your, your dad and your brother run, uh, is it Life Form? Life Form Taxidermy, yeah. So that's a huge taxidermy in South Africa. In the world, not South Africa, in the world. Just in the world. Yeah, massive. They do museums oh, uh, right. all over Russia, China, America. Like, no, they're big. They're no, no joke. Uh, <clears throat> he's going to do our lion. Do our lion. He's going to do our buffalo, and you, kudu. And you just told me on this break that uh, you and I are, are going with our buddy Brett on a, on a leopard hunt. That's it. We're going on a leopard hunt. Oh, so. I got it because I don't. <coughs> there's a few things. I mean, you know how I'm about the mounts. I like the skulls, and I'll give like the rugs and stuff away or put them in the the lodge. But the lion, full body mount, <coughs> and they specialize. Life form. Your brother guy specializes in cats. Well, I mean, he. I think he finds it fascinating to make sure that they are as lifelike as possible. I cannot wait. So full body mount in that thing. Absolutely. So the leopard, definitely. There's not a more beautiful animal that I can think of. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, you and I, uh, over the last couple of weeks, decided to go on a, a Lord Derby Elon hunt. And that, now we that, talking? That is like the apex of hunting like we talked about before. I don't know where we go from there. And so we start fishing. So that's got to be a full body mount. The, well, that's my view. I mean, you know that Lord Derby is my favorite animal. You like the bongo? Yeah, I mean, Lord Derby's in the top five. Um, Whoa. <laughs> yeah, so the bongo, my favorite. We're going on that hunt, so that's got to be a full body mount. And I want a buffalo, just at least a shoulder mount. Maybe that's what we put over the fireplace. But maybe we got to get a full body mount that. like. So I don't know about a cape buffalo. If we, I mean... Your Cape Buffalo, you, we're gonna. That, that's something you're just gonna keep shooting. I mean, I reckon by the yeah, end of our I, hunting I, careers, when you're in a wheelchair and I've fucking got arthritis, you know, you, you you would have shot in excess of 50, 60 buffalo. It's one of those things. You got a leopard hunt, you shoot buffalo. You got a lion hunt, you shoot buffalo. Yeah. An elephant hunt, you shoot buffalo. Like it's but, just something that but, you do wherever. But a forest or a savanna buffalo, those smaller ones, mm. that as a full body would be ideal. Cape Buffalo, we're gonna have know. too many of them. 
Well, I just think the Cape Buffalo, I want one mounted because, to me, it's the first dangerous game I shot. Is the first, you know, we shot it with 8.6. It's the first, you know, dangerous game I shot with you. Like, that animal means something to me, I, th- yeah. I think, as a species. Not mounting in, I don't know, because that is such, like, an up-close and personal, I mean, you know, I mean, I've been inside nine yards when we've gotten after these things before, mm-hmm. and they have red eyes, and it's horrifying, and... I don't know, but I think I want one. Like that animal means something to me, so I might. Well, want it just one of those. let's just hang ten until you've done the forest and the savannah buffalo, because those forest buffalo can be cheeky. They got attitude, serious attitude. That's why I want to go after a black rhino too. And I want to go after everything that's cheeky. Yeah, well, uh, I like my dangerous game like I like my ladies. Cheeky. I didn't want to comment on that, but yeah, I am. That's right. No, they, they've got attitude, and some of them need t- attitude adjustments. Some of those need to be mounted, too. Oh, yeah, I'm quite, you know, well, come in terms of the forest buffalo and the savannah, I'm quite keen oh, to help. I was talking about ladies. Oh, no, I was just trying to divert from that conversation. Oh. Um, okay, well, let me get back to my cards here. Mm-hmm. Let's see what we've got. Well, we Let's covered see. lion, leopard, elephant, and then obviously the buffalo is my, probably the most interesting to hunt. Just... That we can stop at them. Just saying that I like it because every situation is different. It is even on the four that we've shot together. Every one has been different, very different. There we go. And fun, you know that that. Uh, Damn it! I knew I shouldn't have started this conversation. Was it the one horn one where we snuck up the mountain and we started walking right towards it and we got like twenty? Was that the broken horn one? Mm-hmm. That was cool. Yeah. Well, we just went then, slow in a line and got right up to it. It was sleeping. Yeah. Well, there's a bunch of them and the wind swirled and they like sort oh, of got up and then it was up. like step to my right, clap it now and it was freehand. You haven't shot any of your buffalo except for one off sticks. All been free. I think three of the four have been freehand. I like it. Yeah. I, I like that. And I don't mind but shooting that, movers either. It's like when there's, I think when there's kind of more going on, I can focus better. Like well, that's when why I like to get sticks and you got uh, it's annoying. Like I said to you the first time, and I think that's why you felt comfortable with the nine yards, where that's not exactly what I was aiming for. Was nine yards? I just said I, I like to get within fifty yards because less shit can go wrong. You think when you shoot a target at fifty yards, you're like oh, fifty yards is quite far. I mean, that's it's a reasonable distance. It's, you don't. You can mess that shot up. You can, but okay. when you went fifty yards, when you actually like look at a full size buffalo standing, and you can hear them bloody eating and <coughs> the noise they make, and oh, it's so you cool. actually it looks, it feels closer than it is. Now you look at that day when oh, yeah, we had all those buffalo at like fifty five to sixty four yards, and you took a nap, and we were just being stubborn. We could have shot any one of those buffalo. Oh, we, we were having to. We were in this big field, and there were just a few places you could hide behind. And we got behind when we were having the buffalo move. after this one, and we wanted to be close. And I fell asleep. Red took a video of me, and you could see like buffalo close to us. They were like sixty yards, and we just made the decision we weren't going to shoot unless it was fifty or less, and we didn't. And that was a great encounter, too. It was awesome. And we got to enjoy it, and we just sat there, and we were hoping they'll get any But, I mean, we could have shot any of them. But that was us, you know, making that decision. Yeah, that was, not, that was a not proper to shoot. And it was fun. And then we ended up getting in the dry riverbed and getting up and then, you know, being 35 yards. And Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. So we, we have the footage from John. We, we won't get it in time for this, but we'll post it at some point. 
But yeah, they're in this field and they're meandering around and every move we would make, they would come almost close enough, but not. And we decided to get in this, uh, go over in this dry riverbed and parallel them and try to come up like in front of them and get close and, and, and uh, shoot them that way. And we get down the dry riverbed and the, the one out of what, 10 or 11? 11, 10, 11, yeah. The one we were after. When we got down the dry riverbed, he came down in it. And it was just like, welcome to the Thunderdome. And we tried to get closer because, I don't know, we shot him at 40 or 50. I don't know. It was what. 35. It wasn't 50 yards. Was it was closer. But we were sneaking. He came down in there, and we're like, oh, shit, that's him. And so it's three of us, uh, John Forsyth, me and Rad, and John's videoing. And we he's looking the other way, and uh, we start sneaking in a, in a straight line towards him. And you know, we wanted to get close and fucking get it on. And he just instantly like looked right, <laughs> and so so anyway, I had to shoot him from there and then get after. Oh, that was a good shot. You were free that hand was, there as well. Yeah. How fast? How fast can a, a buffalo travel sixty yards? Ooh, sixty yards. I think I if I'm not mistaken, buffalo can run at like sixteen to eighteen yards a second full gap full gallop. Um, so, so if he wanted to move in. Would you two and a half, three seconds? Would it be two from where have, he was? Two seconds. Would you have enough time to put it down? Uh, yeah. Who do you think you're talking to? You better reel your neck in with the fix. Hold on. Let's just backtrack there. Would I get a, at least one shot off? Yes, maybe two. I would get. Five would I be accurate? I the fix. Would I be accurate enough to kill it? I don't know. Can I, I mean I've had a buffalo charge. And I think there was more luck than anything. And I'm just, and I'd rather be lucky than good any day of the week. I mean, that buffalo shot from I don't know, three yards. And uh, it had, he got close enough to the point where he was, he put his head down to come in there and uh, tear me a new asshole. He was going to rip that Gucci pot. <laughs> came in and uh, as he put his head down, I. <clears throat> Smoked him above the eye, and it just worked. I, I don't even remember aiming. I just sort of pointed and shot. In, in our buffalo and lucky. Well, yeah, I can think two times that stand out to me. That first one where he turned to come at us, and he had his head down, and mm -hmm. we shot him in the shoulder. And then that last one we shot, <coughs> where we shot him, and uh, he ran in, in the bush, and we went over there, and uh, yeah, he started to charge. Remember that? And uh, oh yeah, when he came out from behind that raisin yeah. bush, and I yeah smoked him also on the shoulder. Yeah, in the shoulder. Like I stopped both those charges. That, that, so that eight, eight six seconds. pumped them properly. Although yeah. I do think that with the number of shots we ended up having on that buffalo, that had you been using the original bullet, the TSX versus the TTSX, yeah, would have made a big difference. Was it? It's been a harder bullet and. But it was great to test them both out. Yeah, and the I, one works I agree. phenomenal online. I mean, it would, it would be the one that I would suggest for leopard for you um, since we're going on a leopard hunt in October. And in all the planes game, it would be phenomenal. Um, yeah, I mean, that 160 TTSX on that Kudu, any, like, I mean, I've, that would be considered large game here, but medium game in Africa, that 160 is great. But the 16-inch barrel, I mean, that makes a difference, too, if you're trying to kill, you know, that extra Well, I mean, velocity. you shot... Uh, that TSX non-tip, the one you're talking about. The, that's, the one I, I, that's the one I use I, in my lot. I, yeah. Oh, it is? See, I, yeah. I think that for a big game, the 210 Barnes TSX non-tipped bullet 
in eight six for a big Phenomenal. game is well, we've shot enough now to know that's the bullet for your yeah I mean for your <laughs> big for your big stuff but the two ten the TTSX mm-hmm. you I mean you shot lion three buffalo two zebra on um, Impala and then that kudu as well I mean that giant oh, ass yeah. kudu everything you shot in Mozambique yeah was you've, with that. you've got right. this absolutely stunning double rifle. <laughs> I don't even know. I don't even know where it is right now. <laughs> oh, man. I knew a, that would irritate me. It's a Jeffries. It's a 450 400 mm-hmm. side by side. Stunning piece of work. It is incredible. And we haven't shot anything with it. And you promised that you'd, you'd shoot the second buffalo with it. But I lied. Um, well, actually, I mean, that, br- that brings me to this. I can't read. It says silence. Silences. Silencers. So. You know, that's the reason I did take that. And I want to do it. Like, I, I want the African experience you know, that I've read about. Oh, Jesus. Right. Well, um, I didn't realize it was a magnet. It's, it's not a good coaster, is it? Let's see what we got. Um, oh, Accuracy International Target Coaster. See if you can hit that target. Yeah. Thank you, Thomas. Podcast. I'm sorry that I'm just sitting here with my feet up. It's fine. Th- thank you, Tom. I know. he. I feel like Thomas is the butler now. I like it because uh, nobody's ever done that. Nobody's ever done the, the sat the way you're sitting. Red's an original. I find it, take I my feet off. Is this being rude? No, you're good. Red, we're brothers, man. You do whatever the fuck you want. I can take them off. I was just keen to like everyone hey. know that I'm pretty woke with my... I mean, I think everyone would enjoy if you took your pants off and laid on the table. Man, I wish I had those three quarters. The tactical distributors, Unpossible 15, gets 15% off. Those three quarters and... I, I kind of thought it was weird. I'm like, why the fuck the, are they the making thermals? The underneath. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They got the zips that come up the side. Oh. And they got like uh, the the clip-ons on the on the edge here. Yeah. On, the, on either side of your hip. And I was sitting there, I was like, when I first wore them and I wore them under pants, why the fuck do they have like why are they only three quarters? Like they come down halfway between your knee and your ankle. So like middle of your calf muscle. Yeah, yeah. I was a bit confused. But wearing them now, I kinda understand it. Like, especially for hunting, like you walking through wet grass and shit like that. I don't know if this is the reason they did it, but I have used them since yep. and found that it works out that when you're walking, excuse me, and you get uh, your boots wet and your gaiters in the bottom of your pants, it's like uncomfortable. But your pants are loose. They don't sit on your skin like tight. Whereas those things are tight and they come up, I mean, they're nine inches above your ankle. I think I'm trying to measure it, but roughly. Mm. And you're walking through that grass, you get a lot of other shit wet. They don't. And they actually stay warm and they and they keep you warm. They're, they're freaking unreal. I mean, I, oh, I, I had them on yesterday. I had cool. no clean underwear, so I just decided to whoop them bad boys. <laughs> and they got that, like, pouch. And I do like their pouch because, like, the other underwear I wear, sacks, mm. they got that pouch that sort of, it overlaps. It's like a curtain you've got to open up. You've got to wiggle the dude through. Yeah. Well, the tactile distributors has got the... Pouch, I get. Well, you I do like the pocket. Just whoop it out. Yeah, it's just like slide that little. It is easy, out. and it it's is it's easy. interesting, Thomas, that a woman designed those and came up with the best way to. She yeah, whip she reversed it. Out. She took it from like that overlap to this overlap. Yeah, it's and, and it works it's better because it just mm-hmm. slips out. Because what what is that you'd say about that pouch? Like it holds your. It's like it's like a baby pigeon. It's like sitting in a nest because you just <laughs> it climbs in there and it. That's the one thing I do hope they do with the underwear is just loosen it up at the front a bit and then put the curtains in. Guys like you and I need a little more room. 
it, so it's like a it's like a baby sh- pigeon sitting in a nest, you know, just parking there. And you're like, oh, heads out there, <laughs> and the curtains close in behind the back end, you know. See, it's all parking. Oh, keep your like balls and off. Yeah, it keeps the twig and berries. They all sit there and all comfortable, and they don't like move left or right because they're sitting in this little pouch. They're comfortable. It's like side by side, you know, the old school side by sides that Germans used to have, like a motorcycle. You had that little thing next to you. Like I wasn't sitting behind you and holding on to the side car. It's just comfortable. Like that's it. Just sits there, comfortable. Curtains close in behind. So, so you think end. Nazis had something to do with the design I of this say awesome check underwear? Shit about the Nazis at all. But let's go, Brandon. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're talking about silencers. Mm-hmm. So I think it's why, like I had the double rifles all excited. My first couple hunts, I wasn't able to take silencers over. Uh, we're still trying to export some now. The State Department is not easy to deal with. Hashtag Christine. Yep, Christine is, she's she's the shit. I love Christine. Um, so we're going to get that done. So then we'll have Q silencers over there for your fix and your honey badger and my stuff. So that's all good. Um, but we, we picked, um, these silencers you helped me to get from, uh, some Norwegian company and they were great for what they are. I, I, I actually really like them. They, they're better than I anticipated. Well, I, they're, they're good for supersonic, but obviously we saw the subsonic capabilities are pretty shitty. Yeah. I mean, it's, but I'm not saying they don't have low that. tech. Yeah. Well, I, I, yeah, I don't know. They probably, but you know, they're building for hunting that they probably don't even consider subsonic ammo. Yeah. yeah so, yeah. but they're a lightweight compact. They, they worked fine. Um, but once you and I on this last trip got to hunt with silencers, I mean, cause I know on your personal gun, you got a silencer. Like, what do you, what do you think about it? And like, how much do you despise hunters coming without silencers when you got to guide them? I don't have a problem so much with guys coming out of the silence without a silencer. I mean, that's pretty standard. And I think with majority of our hunters coming from America, and as you know, how difficult it is to get a silencer and how regulated they are and the pain in the ass. You, you, know, you get an old farmer from North Dakota who's had the same... Sarko, Finbear, when is the 308 or 30, 30.06 or something like that. He doesn't have the time and doesn't want to go through the deal. Yeah. But fuck, come with a muzzle brake? Ugh. It's the like, worst. Right off the bat, pull that trigger before I've got my muffs on. I'm going to fucking light you up like a Christmas tree. <laughs> like, do not pull that trigger before I have got my phone, my it, head, it, I mean, on. you think of the times, I mean, and Thomas will remember too, to where we've missed animals because we're dicking around with earmuffs, that kudu. The kudu <laughs> on the way to the bush back. Seven feet away from us. And and you were dicking it on. Yeah, you're like, shoot. I'm like, yeah, I'm not shooting without earmuffs on. Fuck. And it was a Remember bust. he jumped the road like 100 feet in the air? That was pretty incredible. Well, do you remember the the other kudu up on the hill? We were on our way down uh, to the fallow deer. <laughs> Is yeah. that before we nearly slowed or yeah. slid off? Yeah, the, yeah, the yeah. Hill. that one so too got was, away because like I was putting earmuffs on. The three on the left, and they got away. Yeah, too he gave me shit about it the other day. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I didn't shoot because I couldn't get my earmuffs on fast enough. Yeah, because I, I mean, I tell you, every time, everything I've shot without my earmuffs on, without a silencer over there, I remember distinctly like it's so horrible and miserable like i don't think anyone disagrees with you i just think a lot of the time it's it's got to do with the availability and yeah i'm i'm thinking of getting to the point now um and i want to chat to andrew about it is 
end up with an array either with Q yeah. suppressors or a range of the Swedish ones, like you know the one we're using. And then I've also got the one that's an aim sport, aim sport, and it's weird. Like it's I can walk into any gun store any day of the week if they've got a suppressor there and it's got the threading that I want for the caliber I want. I buy it. And yeah, I don't, it's I don't like properly having, like a bipod or whatever. It's so weird. You go buy a gun, it's the opposite of here. It, no, it takes, takes you me six, eight months to get a at for the, least for the permit, but you buy a silencer, which is this is the way you should handle something. But here, you can go, we can go buy a gun tomorrow, and which is the way it should be. But silencers, dude, yeah, it's stupid. And I want to oh. get to the point where we have an array of silencers. Like I don't like just having a thirty caliber silencer. And then using it on a whole bunch of guns, like I, was, I find that the tighter the fit, the better. Now don't make some sexual comment about that. I'm just trying to say, like, Ugh, you're my gross. my two sixty, which is six five. Ugh. I want that silencer for my two sixty. I don't want to use a thirty caliber silencer on that, but I'd I'd love to eventually have an array of suppressors silencers, mm. where we've got five eighths by twenty four thread in three different calibers and then also an you know 18 by one 14 by one have an array of different ones and where a client has a a muzzle brake screw that fucking thing off Mm. and put a suppressor on you know i I bet we could work it i like that um i forget the name of those silencers and everybody always asks me i don't remember the name because it's like two norwegian yeah it's fryer and something something like that i would love to have an array of them there but in because of what you're saying too, and with the range that uh, Andrew built for us, you know, you can go get your zero, and that's going to be great for you guys for hunters, all right? Because it is interesting. People say, "Oh, I can shoot. I'm can shoot 400 yards. We could shoot." Okay, well, let's go to the range and just make sure you can do that. Yeah, because yeah, wounding an animal there on that property or Oof. where you live in the Uncomas, holy shit! I remember the day we had to crawl around for that. I t- shouldn't have taken that shot on that kudu. Remember we did and we had to crawl through all that stuff for hours and we had ticks oh, all over. Oh, and the guys got torn up. Cut up and everything. Yeah, I watched um, both camera guys bust their asses on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was, that was that was fun. I remember we ended up like, I shot it, wounded it. It took off. We took off. I mean, it was, yeah, Stitch did a great job tracking that thing. Stitch is my dog. Yeah, just being awesome. And um, remember we ended up, Finally, shooting it and killing it like right. 10 feet from, from the, the road. road. That oh. was so good. You had it like run over the road oh. and then died on the other side. Of the road. Oh, that would have been, been so horrible. Yeah, it would have been. Yeah, so we're in the mountains there. That was so That was so fun. But, you know, that all sucks. But hunting with silencers too, just for the game. You think about whether it is, you know, making that, we made that tough shot on the Valerie Buck that we talked about earlier. And I think if we had not had a silencer, uh, it would have fucked off. It's yeah. just... And I think, you know, we've, we've noticed a lot of, there's been a lot of situations in that last month where we were hunting, every shot was with a silencer and we shot a lot of animals because we're shooting bait animals for the line and everything, but where you shoot and it doesn't disturb the game. They don't know what's going on. They don't know it's a gunshot. They don't know where it comes from. And it gives you, I've had, you've had a I, I think we've had a lot more, and everyone does, that uses a silence. You, you, you oftentimes have to put follow-up shots on animals, as you know. And you have such a, a greater chance of being able well, to do that with a silence. Much better success rate of putting that second shot in. 
Because they don't know. They don't move the same way. They don't know where the shot came from. They sit idle very often, and you're able well, to get God, a good shot. Yeah, I mean, besides that, I mean, that all a factor. But then everyone's still, like, in tune, focused. No one's brain's being rattled by a 300 Ultra Mag with a muzzle brake. Yeah, the and sound. everyone is just, like, shits themselves afterwards, it, and it's like, your teeth rattle out. They've almost come out your it ass makes in you alphabetical a, order. It's just fucking. It's. I mean, it makes a you a show. far worse shot as well because the oh, sound guys, is scary as shit. Yeah, guys flinch when it comes to that as oh, well. Oh yeah. So so with I, I love that with the silencer not noticing the shot and I can focus. I see where I impact a lot and I'm able to follow up very quickly. Oh, it's just. There's it's no so doubt. Great. It's just the way forward and so a lot of guys. Um, a lot of properties in South Africa now, and I think Namibia, if I'm not mistaken, um, but I know South Africa, uh, whether it's local hunting or a lot of guys that do do local hunting, do not allow local hunting without uh, your rifle has to have a suppressor. It is. Like, I, would, I would love that for, for a crusader. And I bet over the course of a few years, trust you guys me, 90% of your professional hunters, and I know there's some hardcore old guys out there and they're like, oh, fuck silences and fuck muzzle brakes. And it's cool. It's like, the guy's five feet from you, you go like, hey, John, and he can't hear shit. Yeah. I mean, my old boss, when I was in Zambia, was so mm. fucking deaf. And when I was an apprentice, I used to carry rocks in my pocket. To, to hit him with And then like, I'd be like, I'll see something. And like, psst, hey, psst, hey, hey. You fuck, fuck you. And if it depends how nice you've been with, like that, if you've been a dick that day, fuck, I used to light him up. <laughs> <laughs> If he's being a decent, I just like lob it. <laughs> Turn around, look at you, and then you get the shits like, why the fuck are you hitting me with a rock? And it's like, there. Okay, and everyone like ducks down. Uh, uh, so, I mean, that's a big thing. I'm like pedantic about my ears. Yeah. Because I've just seen too many of the old guys, and my one of my old bosses was a guy called Doug back. Reynolds, and he was an, just the nicest guy. And he said, listen, don't worry about what anyone else says. Two things that I'm going to tell you. Mm. Well, three things. Shoot the biggest gun that you can handle. Don't go overkill. It's like I've seen some Spaniards or little Frenchmen come out and he's got like a 378 with him. And it's like, what the fuck? You should be shooting a 375 with magnaporting or with a muzzle brake type deal. Overkill. He's like, shoot the biggest gun you can handle. Hmm? Don't go overkill. Like, don't try and be That's a hero. great advice. I mean, we've seen we can kill stuff with yeah. smaller guns. Absolutely. And the only reason I would, I mean, I would handle the 375 or something all the time, but. I carry something bigger just for that little bit of knockdown power. Mm. And I need that knockdown power because if you can't make the best shot an animal running at you, you want something that's going to smoke him. Yeah, I agree with that. Two, look after your eyes. Wear sunglasses. Look after them. And that's what he said. And then he said the most important thing is protect your ears. You think, oh, well, you're looking you're wearing earmuffs or earplugs or whatever it is. When you're 45 and... Somebody's throwing rocks at you to get your attention. There we go. That's it. Yeah, I don't mind the look. Um, for me, it's just... Time-consuming uh, to put it on. It's time-consuming, so we're losing precious time because you're losing the most important time, the time when you need to be shooting stuff. And um, I forget them sometimes. You know, it's another thing to keep up with, and I'm not good at that anyway. Yeah, we know. Yeah, so... Yeah, because even with the earmuffs, a third of the time I would forget to put them on or I would leave them in the truck and we're stalking something and I realize I don't have... Oh, no, I've, I've heard you bitch for like 30 minutes afterwards and bitch and moan about 
suppressors not being there and earmuffs and we're supposed to do this and you know well this fucking guy if you hadn't forgotten them in the truck we wouldn't be having this conversation or if you had made a plan to bring this is this is the attitude i can't handle sometimes where i'm like i've been far too nice for like two hours now i'm sitting there and thinking fuck i've been like i don't know how much i can like keep doing this well i didn't realize i wasn't properly tipping you till i listened to the podcast don't listen to that podcast it's bullshit so apparently i'm a cheap bastard when it comes to tipping around no one i who you made you said i i did i listened to a podcast about tipping Uh, in africa and i feel like i'm doing it incorrectly thomas and feel bad i've been with kevin for a week and i haven't paid for a single thing i tried paying for drinks last night and i thought i was going to become an ox an ox? I thought you were going to put one of them rubber bands on my balls and just like... Oh. Not me. I was just going with the spinning back kick, but okay. No, it's the running the, fly the, kick. The, the, the running fly kick? Yeah. All right. Well, hey, you just brought this up. Let me ask you about this one. Mm-hmm. Funny guy. So, caliber. So, you carry the... So I, I want two things. Yeah. You carry the 458 lot. Yeah. Is, is your back. And I, and I do agree in that situation. It's fine for me to have whatever caliber I want, but you yeah. only need to shoot to like save my life so yeah have whatever you can um so you like the 458 lot and i do agree with you i think the more i've done this 375 for an all-around rifle for africa is awesome phenomenal yeah. so i want to talk about that but why don't you guys before we get into that why do no phs why are there no like ph rifles with silencers on them like none of the 458s or the 454 i i, I don't know like the 416s nobody has a silencer on their big bores why not I don't, technology we don't know about it i mean we've know about it but i mean you always just see the guys using lighter calibers mm-hmm. yeah because you've got on your ticker yeah 260 you've got a ticker 260 that ctr i mean i've got a suppressor on that silencer on that yeah so. but you don't on your 458 lot why not i've never seen it being used i don't know about it um you know someone like you coming around now who understands it i would have just thought presumed back in the day that such a big bullet although you know going through that what difference is going to make but you know speaking to someone like you who understands it i don't or didn't now i understand like you're like you're saying your pressures are lower than you know yeah. other calibers so i would be open to something like that i mean when well, well i mean i think we'll probably hopefully we'll get the gun and shoot the elephant with with a silencer um because we're in south africa so we have to use you well know, you just wear muffs and shoot it with your double that's <sighs> less than short anything. could do that but field ethos shout out to our buddies there oh yeah jason and don the Jr. boys and those boys yeah. um scoby shout out to mike scoby what a good time he is a good dude oh. good time he is um but so they're doing with um 375 rifles with griffin and how with their buddy mike oh mike murph yeah so that's a good dude yeah so they're doing i don't know how many 20 of them or something so um i had mine slightly altered so of course you did yeah so jason and don and those guys came up with like a perfect 375 setup to them and it does look awesome i think it's a mcmillan stock and griffin and how's building it got iron sights on it um nice nice gun we uh, saw him at the we, well we saw him at one of the shows dallas or somewhere yeah they were at dallas oh i still i saw them at dallas yeah yeah so don's don's gun was there um, okay but i'm having them 
you know, uh, move my sight back and thread my barrel. So mine's actually going to have a threaded barrel. So you're getting me the uh, silencer for that. Yep, ordered it. It's got um, house. It's there. Okay. So so that's cool. So um, so we're gonna try it out. I'm gonna yeah, try I mean, to shoot this elephant with 375. We're gonna have a silencer. We're gonna see how it goes. Well, I'll get there eventually. I mean, if I get a, a fix one day and you get into the proper fix the proper fix now we're talking if i get the proper fix 16 inch barrel you know and have a suppressor on i'll, I'll use a 458 with a red dot i mean sh yesterday mm. actively shooting with all those different red dots you had from yeah we're so spoiled EOTech here you guys don't to have access aim point to all of that i mean doing that yesterday is to be able to shoot with both eyes open um or well, i do anyway but it's so much easier to pick up the nine sight. So I mean, I would yeah. definitely, if I, if the proper comes out or not, when if when it comes out, yeah, four fifty eight lot or four fifty Rigby, one of those, depending on what you guys can 450 do. Four fifty Rigby. Oh, yeah, that's that's a hammer. I don't even know about it. Mm. Research. Have a look at that bad boy. Oh, well. It's got more oomph and more everything. You like uh, it better than your lot. I haven't shot at uh, the carrying capacity. If I take, if I, I can take my lot and convert it, but I don't have. I mean, I can do five rounds in my lot, and I mean it's served me well, and I know it, and it's like part of my arm. Um, yeah. So, but if I could get something like a fix, the proper fix. Proper fix. Sixteen-inch barrel. Put a suppressor on the end. It's going to be no longer than my gun that I have now, and lighter mm -hmm. with a red dot on there Oof. Uh, our, uh, our listeners aren't going to know what you mean by proper fix oh um yeah so rad named the mega fix the proper fix for the african cartridges and he's very insistent so that's probably what we'll do but it'll be interesting too so is is if it in the african cartridges it'll most likely be called the proper fix because of rad um Interesting to shoot some stuff with some of the big bore African cartridges with um, short barrels. I think we can get it done. Bullet technology is there now. Because, too, yes. even the, whether it's a 458 or the 416 or 375, short barrel, let's tighten up that twist. Exactly. I was going to say. Yeah. That, that's, that's what you've changed it. Had you told me you were shooting a 11 inch barrel with the 8.6, but you decide to do a 1 and 11 or 1 and 13. It'd be like oh my gosh, hero, but the way you guys have done it to the 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 Foster twist, yeah. I mean, that's where that's where your crew is so good. Like I agree, yeah. I mean, your guys at, at Q, the way they've figured all of that out and tightening barrel twists and converting and and figuring out how to make the most of the energy. Um, shit, sixteen inch barrel with a suppressor, you still got a a twenty inch gun. And a red dot on there and a folding stock. Can you imagine just having that thing slung over? I can. Yeah. I can. I feel like I'm, I'll be a Christian, old Christian walking into the... Uh, oh, the Nairobi? Nairobi into that uh, Kenyan mall there. Just have that thing <laughs> slung over, whip it out, suppress it on the end. No muffs. Get after it. Just get after it. Just light it up. Especially when you're running. And you know, you've got to crawl and you, you're like sneaking in. And you've got this All these things big make a cumbersome. Difference. And it'll take a while for, especially for for like professional hunters, for example, to take to this whole thing because it's not traditional. Yeah, it looks completely. 
But you're an open-minded, progressive guy, Rad Robertson. It is. It's like so, I, I mean, I would never have thought about like driving a Tesla, but you know. Oh yeah. Um, well, I was gonna say we'll take it tomorrow, but I'm not sure. Yeah, I don't know about that. You can barely get the Raptor through that. If we had our Land Cruiser here, we'd have no problem. Oh, uh, you want us to go get the Land Cruiser tonight? It's ready. We can go pick it up. No, no, my cruiser, not yours. Your cruiser? Have you seen mine? No, it's still not mine. That's right. It's not. It's mine. <laughs> um, huh. I think, yeah, the proper fix. It's interesting to me. We're so spoiled in America, whether it's Amazon or, you know, just the fact that in South Africa, you don't have access to even all these. Like we go shooting yesterday and, and that you love guns and that was a great time for you, I'm sure. And it was for us exposing you to the stuff and just shooting is such a good time. But just you having access to the different red dots and to see yeah. the difference, like the EOTech, the aim point here, you the know, Leopold, just hold vortex, whatever yeah, you're taking that just, for granted that we just have access to everything here. Well, you, you guys, guys are like don't. Midway besides Amazon, you've got Midway USA and Brownells. Yeah, that's and, true. You know, we've got, Safari and outdoor, like nada. <laughs> well, you and know, you know what I've noticed and shocked me with the fix with all of you PHs was everyone is like blown away by a folding stock. And it's like, well, yeah, of course it has a folding stock. Why would it not? Because every other gun out there doesn't have a folding stock. <laughs> I get and they are, they're Winchesters, they're tickers, everyone. Yeah, nothing not, against those guns. I mean, my ticker is an absolute tech driver. It's uh, a beast. You, you, I, I think for the, the money and if definitely for the money if you want a traditional bolt gun but uh, yeah maybe you guys will eventually come out there there's incredible like they did the traditional bolt gun i think the the best you can do probably yeah you never know maybe eventually one day once q's got everything going you guys will come out with like macmillan sells a stock Mm. q will end up selling like a chassis with a foldable stock where you can take we did well like Take a Q, I mean, take a ticker, mm-hmm. take it out of the stock and just slip it into well, one of yours. You know, we did that. And we started with the Rem- Remington. It's called the Side Chick. I'll show you one after this. It's my squirrel gun. Is uh, I've got a twenty-two Bagara in one. So we, we actually did this. It was uh, a Remington. Um, well, it's for that footprint action. And so we never got to other ones. It was just, it's very expensive. And we got a lot of things going on. And we just haven't really done much with it. But it is cool. Um, so it gives you some of the features, but you don't get, you know, the higher mag capacity. You don't get the safety in the right position, like an AR and all the cool things, but you get, we did. Yeah, I'll show you. Um, all right. So talked about that. So caliber, what do you recommend? Somebody wants to come over to Africa to, to hunt shoot what? with Andrew Pringle and Rad Robertson and shoot some, uh, planes game. What, what caliber should they bring? Oh, you know, six five Creedmoor has become a big thing, um, but and that's I'm, good I'm, enough for it, you. It is, for Kudu? it is. But I'm a bit nervous of your bigger, big animals. You know, got to have a good quality bullet. I mean, Hornady makes some good stuff. That yeah. ELDX is phenomenal. Yeah, it's good. But first time, um, you know, someone like you has come out several times. You know, you know what's cutting. You know, you you know the the program. So someone like you shooting with a six five, no problem. But someone coming out for the first time. And also, you don't want your your confidence to be knocked on your first trip. Um, yeah. So I would stick with something like a your 30 calibers. 308, 30-06, 7 mils, not bad. Three, uh, my, one of my favorites is the 300 Wind Mag. Wind Mag. It's, I'm not talking ultras or weather be just, yeah, you just don't need that. 300 Wind Mag. And also, you've got to remember that. 300 if some, Wind Mag with a Barnes bullet 
in a reasonably like weight gun if you're not taking uh, the fix is uh, to me perfect for after uh, i mean i use i've got 300 mag and i use a 200 grain eldx or nozzle acubons uh yeah good bolt and the reason i also like those common cartridges you want to call them common your 308 30-06 301 mag is if something happens to your ammunition on the way over to africa and they lose it you get your gun but you don't have your ammo there's a plan to be made because yeah, i yeah. doubt there's any hunting company in south africa that doesn't have 308 30-06 yeah. Mag. One mag, and yeah. that, that would be my go-to yeah would be those the 300 i love it i mean yeah, I like but the most important thing is most <sighs> most americans who like to hunt have got way too many guns the guys have got guns that have collecting dust and they've got optics on them and they haven't shot them in 20 years so don't listen to this and say oh rad is talking about a, a 300 and pull this 300 out from the back corner and dust it off you know if you've got a I wouldn't say 270, but, you know, if you've got a 306 or a, a 308 Federal or something that, that you've got that you shoot all the time and comfortably, I'd rather have someone who shoots oh, a, a lighter, lighter caliber but is comfortable with it, it's accurate, and they know what they're doing with that gun. Shot placement is key. Yeah, That's where, like, 6.5, I mean, my 260 versus my 300 wind mag, my 260 outshoots my 300 all day long. Mm. And I feel comfortable. I mean, I would comfortably smoke an Elan at 400 yards of that thing. Yeah. No problem. It's all about shot placement. But you don't want to make a shitty shot with a light caliber. No. You don't want to make a shitty shot yeah. with any caliber, okay. but I'd so rather not. Be, yeah, I'd yeah. Rather. be able to make a good shot and have something reasonable. Good bullet. I think you're right. What What else um, would you say to, to make the most uh, for an American coming to Africa to make the most of their hunt? What do they need to do? Like, what do you need to bring? What do you need to prepare? What What's best case? Like, you being the PH, got to tolerate this person, take them hunting, want them to have a great time. What's What's ideal when when you go to the airport to to pick up Joe Blow and he's done X Y Z? Like, you know, it's going to be good. Uh, you know, obviously we give <clears throat> clothing recommendations and everything. We give the guys that's that's one thing. Knowing your 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 cannabis. You know, I get guys arriving and they think that Africa is, they've been watching too much stuff on National Geographic and Discovery and I think it's just flat. And it's like the Serengeti. Oh, further shot's going to be, or like this, you know, further shot's going to be 150, 200 yards. No, it's not. And even though sometimes they've been told beforehand or they get like a buddy that organizes a trip, like with five of them, the buddy knows but three or four of the other guys don't know and they arrive and you can shoot anywhere from 100 yards to 500 yards know your dope like if you've got a turret on your gun know the turret don't just think there and it's like it's got numbers one two three four five six seven eight it doesn't mean that the gun is shooting to shoot 100 200 300 400 with the numbers it, it's different so go out and know your dope know your dope Know your dope, know your now drops. Now you can confirm it there. Yeah, well, range. you can, but know your dope, all right? Good optics. Nothing, bit, nothing worse than a guy arriving with a bloody $3,000 gun, and he's got a $250 fucking Tesco on it. What, what are your favorite scopes? What are your favorite binos and... Well, optics? me personally, without a doubt, I am a Swarovski fan. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't be any fancy. It doesn't have to be Z8 or the Z6 or... Z5, 
Like Z5, mine, I've got Z5, three and a half to 18 by 44, ballistic turret. Phenomenal. Yeah. Out to 600, something is, it's tickets. But Leopold, Leopold make good stuff. Mm-hmm. Vortex has come out with some good stuff. Yeah. I like that one to 10 that we use. Yeah. The, and EOTech. Yeah. I mean, EOTech have nailed some of their stuff. I mean, I've never heard of them until you came on and shit. That's that's proper stuff. I yeah, mean, I showed you that five to twenty five. It's yeah, short. It's too. short. It's it's you know. So that that'll be great now for yeah. So I'm gonna let you take that one with you so you can yeah get after it on that thousand yard range and stuff. I mean, it, learn to use the Horus reticle and stuff. So that that's the thing. You guys have got you know you and you got the options yeah. So mm-hmm. Sorovsky, Zeiss is good. Yeah. Leopold is good. Uh-huh. Uh, Eotech and Vortex, and then obviously you got your Night Force. Yeah, as well, I find some of the the guys that come like your twenty two inch. Mm-hmm. I mean, fix your twenty two inch fix like that's cool. If you have a big knife or something on there, but it's not very practical. No, being so big and heavy, but but you can shoot good distance. for the mountain. Like yeah, it, when we're gonna shoot far. But yeah. your standard cruising around uh, uh, Leopold, you know, nice Leopold on there. My Swarovski, the three and a half to eighteen. Mm-hmm. That's nice and short and. It's a beautiful scope, good quality. Like oh, I got to show you my Griffin Hell uh, Hemingway rifle here. It, oh, is it? Got, yeah, yeah, the 30-06. Yeah, and it's got a, it's got a Z5 on it too. Yeah, you see, brilliant. Those are all. That, so oh, I, I am I'm a snob down. when it comes to that. But remember, I'm not your average American that has 45 guns in yeah. the safe. You know, I've got like. Well, I mean, like I think it's good to ask you and know what you have because, like, you're a professional. You do it for a living. And you don't have that many guns, so what you you have is going to be the proper so proper yeah. Stuff. My two sixty, my three hundred eight, my three hundred wind mag, and then your four fifty eight lot. My four fifty eight lot, which I'm going to put an aim point on there, and I've got a three seven five, and uh, I had a small Leopold on there, but it was a two and a half to eight, I think, mm. and we shot two elephant with it, and we got. Pretty close to the elephant. That two and a half, <laughs> yeah. elephant, eleven yards, twelve yards, which is what they were. Yeah, uh, magnification. So I, I've got. I this, don't see any I've got an EOTech one to eight sitting at home, um, that I'm going to put in that three seven five. Shout out to Voodoo and EOTech yeah. near in Hampton for that one. Yeah. So I, I don't see any reason for an elephant hunt to have any magnification. Like the dot's fine. But no, so with AO tech one to eight, that's cool. You dial down to one, one. you got a dot, bam. Yeah. And that yeah, three seven five. I would not want even two and a half powers way too much for something like and that. And I and I put that scope on there so that it was more for if clients need to use uh, a rifle to come shoot buffalo do elephant. Yeah, yeah. It was more for the buffalo, you know, 30, 40 yards. Someone's got a little bit of magnification. Um elephant, don't recommend it. No. No, Open sights, red dot, or one pop. Well, pe- okay, well, let me ask you: Do people need to bring uh, range finding binoculars? You need to bring binoculars with. Binoculars you. have good binoculars. You know, like you're spending a lot of money to come out there um, <coughs> to see stuff. To see stuff, and yeah. Vortex make good binos. Yeah, as well. Um, you know, Leopold. I mean, just decent. Just don't come with a pair of. I don't want to throw name brands out there because I don't want to get myself into shit. But just. Yeah, don't. don't go buy some no-name brand for two hundred bucks. Yeah, well, do, well, you've got range finding binos, so, yeah. so nobody even really needs to bring a range finder. No, they don't. Um, you know, you never know what could happen, but you could be sitting in two different positions. So if you do have a range finder, you want to bring it with you, bring it. Bring the range finder. Like it's bring it with you. I'm not saying don't. We have, 
But it's if, not necessary. If, if you have one that's also linked up to your gun, though, that guys have with mm. they put all their stuff in there, all the dope and everything in the range finder, cool, bring it along, no problem. Good optics, good rifle that you're comfortable shooting. Um, good shoes, yeah. Good shoes is a big one. Do not bring your big horn, dull sheep, bloody desert sheep, mountain boots that are rock hard that make more noise. Then rattling around in a fucking horse handbag. I mean, if you I, guys have some horse boots handbag. that come out that are so rock hard, he steps on something here and 160 yards away, then spring back or like, <laughs> yeah, no, don't do that. Like, bring something comfortable. Courtney's, Russell Moccasins, uh, Keen. Yeah. They, they make some good shoes. Something a little softer, nice on your feet, you know. Good shoes is a big I, one. I do. You guys got me that first pair of Courtney's, and oh, my God, I love them now. They, they take a little bit to wear in, but once they're in, I mean, that's all I've used for the last 15, 16, 15 yeah. years. So good good boots, comfortable boots, good optics, right. good rifle, you know. Those okay. are Know your dope. All right. What's the best time we've had hunting, Ryan? Every time. I agree. I couldn't pick either. Yeah. Like the lion one is so fresh for me, and it was such an education. I love that. But that that was not all enjoyable. But you know what? I view it sort of like growing pains. You know, me as someone who's become very interested in hunting, and, um, you know, I dedicate time and resource to it. And I just I learned so much there. And a lot of it was like the painful part of it, you know, like we went late in the season, it was hot, so the lions also wouldn't stay on bait, but I got to spend so much time with you guys, and we're in a magnificent place with tons of animals, and I learned so much. You know, that was wonderful, but, I mean, all the times we've had where, like, Stitch jumped that spring buck and we shot it, like, running at 600 and something oh, yeah. yards. Jeez, that, that was I, impressive. That was great. Um, well, I'm, I'm fixing to introduce you to uh, the Tetsi Fly. Ugh. I've not heard good things about this Tetsi Fly business. Uh, Fly. They're in Northern Mose? Yep. Ugh. Don't worry. You just get that. I'm going to have one of those hats with the net. I was going to say, get the hat. You don't have to wear it. You can just wear your normal hat. Well, I don't know. With that pip of yours, you probably do want a flat round peep thing. Why, why are you talking, talking shit? What? The, the coconut. Just lube it up. Anyway, but you have the net, and then uh, you get that Avon skin so soft the bug the bug one works wonders on the tetsy fly really yeah so be prepared yeah yeah you need to put in a couple times you think from an american perspective stuff too that i could think of that people might not know about it's safe going to africa it's a great time um yeah it is interesting because you know i normally like hunt my whatever tactical distributors sends me or my normal clothes that I just wear every day. But, oh, the cattle fences, the barbed wire fences, like, you know, I've got a big scar on one of my calves now from a barbed wire fence. And, you know, and all my clothes now have holes and shit in them from whatever where we're crawling around or going over a cattle fence or doing something. And, uh, man, those are just awesome times and memories for me. Actually, like I see this scar on on my calf now every time every day I get in the shower and everything and I 
just makes me think of Africa and having a great time. And I know exactly when I got that one, too. We're going after a warthog, and we went over a cattle fence. I've got one as well. My <laughs> calf muscle, where I was running full tilt after a wounded kudu with stitch. Yeah. And it was this old, it was thick. It was like this, uh, that lantana and bugweed and oh yeah, stitch was barking. And I was running full tilt. And I ran slap into a bobble, and I went arse over kettle. <laughs> like just tits and ass and shit flying everywhere guns dog barking kudu oh it was just a clusterfuck but i've got that scar as well on my on my leg and i remember exactly who the client was where we were <laughs> what happened yeah and uh yeah, but those those scars give you good memories yeah yeah I, i'm the same way i remember what we were doing we were in the cow but uh, it, it's funny because you scope yourself somewhere. Or was that you? Yeah, I scoped myself um, shooting the first, I think, first or second Valerie Buck. When we were on the oh, that mountain. funny we angle. Oh, no, that's not shooting. Yeah, we were with uh, Jason Vincent, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah, scoped yeah. myself with the Leopold um, uh, Mark V uh, yeah, 3.6 to edge, yeah. yeah, popped me right, right there. Yeah, I was remember that weird angle I was having to hang off yeah, the road and everything. Shoot up. Yeah, all, all of those things. If you so just cool. had your bipod, we wouldn't have had that bipod. Uh, that's true, if I'd had the bipod, which we used it on this last hunt, and that was phenomenal. Mm. I'm so excited about the bipod. When the guys finish up that, it's going to be a machine. Yeah. Um, but you're right. It was It is great taking them because, you, you know, you get caught up and, uh, you know, whatever. Like every asshole on the Internet's an expert on everything. Or you're at work and you're sitting behind the computer and we're doing our own testing. But, you know, coming over there and hunting with you, I, it seems like every gun company should do this kind of stuff. You know, I do it selfishly because I just love to. Yeah. But the other part is it does. Like, if we want to test 8.6, I can show you the the gel test, the high-speed video, that gel comparison of the fast different twist rates, yeah. That makes a good impression, I think. But I can talk all the shit I want in the world, but if you're going to go stand in front of a Cape Buffalo at nine yards and shoot it, I mean that that's telling a different story, and yeah, you, you well, know. that was that was the best part about having the guys out there because it's to trying to describe to the guys like, hey, I think you need to change this or do this, or and that little edge is a little bit sharp, or yeah. I mean subtle the, things like that. The practicality is a big deal, and the best part is having them come over mm -hmm. and we put them through their paces, and lying total, down on uneven ground, and, and it's they like totally buy into all yeah. that now. Well, it's easy it. to just whip a bar pot out and go, well, and it's you got. A table like this yeah but the next minute you're on a slope or there's a rock or there's a this or a that or a tuft of grass you've got to be able to like do different shit you yeah. don't always have the time in the world all the time in the world to get set up sometimes Generally like have. down get on there it goes or there it is he's gonna get into that thick brush quick little whistle smoke him he's gonna stop for one second give it to him <coughs> yeah that was cool you know that made a difference in the bipod just what you were saying, like deploying the bipod, because the way the bipod works is, you, you know, you pull it out and then you, you move it down. But the engineers going on that hunt, because we had three of the bipods there. I had one, Mitch had one, and Nick had one, two of the engineers. Yeah. And they came back. One of the big changes that we made before, before we went into production, because these were pre-production prototypes, um, was now it's a pull through to the first position. So you just flip no, no, it down like yeah. a Harris. Yeah. And then if you want to go to the 90 degree, then you pull it and do it. But yeah. um, you can just slap it down quick now. So that, that was cool to see. Um, you know, and a lot of things, it, it's interesting for me, I think now this is my 
29th year in the industry. You're getting uh, pretty I, old. Yeah, I'm getting older. Um, you know, building, designing, y- you know, being a part of this stuff. Um, but I'm so proud of our guys because, you know, Ethan's getting older and he's getting more experience. And I see it transcending with his engineering team, the younger guys like Mitch, how far ahead they are working with Ethan and working with Nick, who Nick is in between the age of the two of them. Yeah. And how much experience they have and where e- even, you know, with, with Ethan came to work for me a dozen years ago and seeing how a lot of our products out of the gate are where it took us a year to get to 12 years ago because in this experience, Ethan, so when those guys – was great they did the bipod and the bipod was terrific i'd have been happy selling it like it was wonderful i would use it every day over every other bipod but taking them there and letting them use the bipod you know and it delays this is another good thing about the situation we're in a queue and that i'm very grateful for and i appreciate the support from everyone because what it's allowing us to do when we talk about hunting and conservation hunting is what really pays for all the conservation well you know, my dreams and aspirations are to continue to develop and innovate product. And it can only do that by selling product. Yeah. But the support that we have and the back orders and everything. But, you know, if it takes us another year to get the bipod out, doesn't hurt the company at all. But the product is only getting better. And it was great thing. for it to be delayed and us to decide to not do anything with it until we took it all on a hunting trip. And we hunted hard in all these conditions you're talking about. And then we you know, got back and collaborated on like all of our experiences and we're like, yep, we should change this and we should change well, this. Well, I get It'll back, not there. I mean, it all worked. Don't be wrong, it worked. 100%. Yeah. I mean, the way it came down, the way you could extend one leg and not the other leg and it all worked. But them using it in the practical environment realized like, okay, that nut there to tighten this thing, we need something to happen there. We need this flick down. We need this. Yeah. You're making it Anyone who's going to a range can use that easy. Yeah. But if you're marketing, you want it like your hunters are, and the guy's going to use it in the field where it's not just a bench setter. The guy on a bench got all the time in the freaking world. Yeah, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Good product, you know, he can use anything. But the guys in the field that are using it every day, that's where. Yeah. And I think with the, the mountain hunting, as light as that thing is, and as adjustable as as it is, I mean, that, that's going to make a, a big difference yeah, I think to a lot of guys. Good. I mean, you talk about when those guys who do sheep and they're hiking up or do moose in British BC and yeah, places that, like that, that every pound, ounce yeah, every ounce counts. It's a half pound we took out of the bipod. Like the bipod weighs half of what a Harris or an Atlas or the popular bipods weigh. And you're, I mean, that's half pound going up a mountain. Or for me, just being on the gun, like I like the Atlas bipod and I like the Harris bipod. They're both good bipods. But both of those... I have a rail on my fix that I hunt with, and when I don't think I'm going to use it, that thing comes off because they're rattly, they're big, they're heavy, and it doesn't seem like much, a pound, but having that you know, on a slung and around your neck all day walking up mountains, screw that. If I can get rid of a pound, I'm getting rid of it. And that's the first thing for me that goes. Yeah. Um, well, Rad, man, I'm so glad you came over. We had a great year together. I can't wait for this year, oh, we're getting after it already. Oh, yeah. A month from now, we're going to be chasing an elephant somewhere. <sighs> Looking forward to it. It's, it's changed my fun. life. And I love you. I'm glad you came over. And I can't wait for the next 
I don't know, 30 years of this. Shit. Sounds like a plan to me. Yeah. Or Derby Elon, huh? Oh, boy, we're going to get taught when we get that thing. We get dog knotted. <laughs> you heard it here first. Dog knotted. <laughs>